Hi, welcome to Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast in which we watch every episode of Degrassi and just gab about it. I'm Holland. And I'm Kelsey, and I lost my voice. <laughs> so she's feeling, she's going to be a little croaky for this episode. But Kelsey, if you are feeling up to it, would you like to read us our episode summary? I would love nothing more. Um, okay, so it is. When Paige decides to start a spirit squad at Degrassi, Emma can't believe that the sexist, and that's in quotes, sport of cheerleading is being revived. But Manny, who's had years of gymnastics training and is desperate for something to help make her cool, also in quotes, wants to try out. The disagreement, which ensues, leaves Manny vulnerable to Paige's in-crowd manipulations. So I think Holland and I both laughed at the, like, weird phrasing of that last sentence. (laughs) Um, Copy editor Holland is frowning on it, so. (laughs) The disagreement, comma, which ensues, comma. Like, why? why? Like, just say the disagreement causes friction. Also, I think we forgot to mention, it's a season one, episode 12, Wannabe. So, obviously the name Wannabe is named after the Spice Girls song. Tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Zig, zig, ah, etc. Oh, man. Where were you when you first found out what zig, zig, ah means? Because I didn't know for a long time. I don't know, but I think it was just one of those moments where it was like, I like was listening to the song. I was like, oh, wait. Oh, zig, zig, ah, I get it. Yeah. Um. So let's. Description is fine. Whatever. I, I have nothing to add to the synopsis. Neither do I, even though it left out the dumbass Pringles contest storyline. I think that was wise. Yeah, I was going to say, as it should, because that was the dumbest storyline I've ever been privy to in my life. So, I mean, let's just fucking dive right into it, because I want to bang this Pringles story out of the way <laughs> right now. So basically, let's just cover it and move on and never speak of it again because it was awful. So JT and Toby are manically eating Pringles cans, and those they're like the little half Pringles cans. And there's a contest that if at the bottom of a Pringles can, there's an ace of spades printed and there's an ace of clubs printed. And if you find both, you supposedly win a million dollars, which I also had a question. Does Pringles have a million dollars to like give out as a contest. I mean, I guess the fa- the point of the contest is to get people to buy the Pringles to look for the things, but still, I feel like that's kind of an ambitious sum. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's maybe too high. But, you know, Pringles has been around for a while. They're a popular chip. Also, it might be Canadian a million dollars, which is significantly less than American a million dollars, so I can maybe excuse it. That's fair. I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, the transfer rate or whatever, but, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I have a few notes about them manically eating the Pringles. Why don't they just dump the Pringles out? Why are they eating them? He's like, my mouth hurts. And Toby's like, that's the sodium. And I'm like, stop eating them. Just dump them out. Also, apparently they've been doing this for two months. They've spent so much money on these Pringles cans. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it. It's not worth the investment especially judging by what happens. So basically, they're manically eating Pringles. Liberty buys a can of Pringles in the cafeteria, and they stalk her and ask her to give them her can when she's done eating, 
Which I think, doesn't she dump out the Pringles and hand it to her? Come on, guys. Stupid. She gives them their can. They're looking for the Ace of Clubs because they supposedly have the Ace of Spades hidden somewhere only JT knows where. And it turns out it's the Ace of Clubs and Liberty holds it over their heads. And then Spinner somehow overhears them and like approaches them very creepily in the library about it. Yeah, Spinner gets involved. Um, Liberty has a really good future as a mob boss because once... She realizes, because at some point along the way, JT loses the Pringles can, because putting JT in charge of something is not a good idea. Like, if it involves responsibility, don't involve JT. Um, so he loses it, and Liberty, like, basically puts a hit out on him. <laughs> and I'm like, you'd be good at this. Like, you, you have some power. Um, but, yeah, that's it. I don't know. And then he finds it in his locker, and it's boring. Who cares? He finds it in his locker. He's like, I found it. Ha. And Spinner, who's like notoriously a dummy, is the only one who's like, this is also the clubs, you fucking idiot. And JT's like, well, they look similar. It's like, that's something that you should like be aware of and know before you start frantically looking for the other can and spending what I can only imagine is thousands of dollars <laughs> on chips over the course of two months. It was so dumb. Also, on the note of Liberty being a great mob boss, she does, she probably has learned from the best Ashley Kerwin mob boss of Degrassi. That's true. She does have the mob boss as her mentor. So, if anything, she is just taken over for Ashley, who was nowhere to be seen in this episode. Thank God. <laughs> no Ashley or Jimmy. No Jashley. Um, also... So at the end, they get pissed off at JT and just stuff him in his locker, which I'm like, yeah, it's good. Leave him there. He was dumb in this episode. Also, I'd really love to get into Fashion Police purely to talk about Liberty's red Ted Mosby-esque boots. Yeah, no, I'm super ready for Fashion Police. Also, when they were stuffing JT in the locker, all I could think was this is the first and last time that JT... Not JT, that um, Toby and Liberty will be stuffing another human in a locker and won't be the one stuffed in a locker. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I am ready for fashion police. Do you want to start? Yes. So while all of the, while Liberty, JT, Toby, and Spinner think they're like going to make it big on this Pringles scheme, they start, like Toby starts giving away his electronics. He's like, I can buy new ones with my money. And I can only assume Liberty buy these buys these awful red cowboy boots because she thinks she has like money to splurge and they're so awful i just kept thinking of ted mosby saying pulling them off and liberty does not no she doesn't and she's also wearing her um overalls that she loves so now she looks like the biggest farmers only profile <laughs> like she has taken it to the next level Liberty wants to date a farmer. Like, that is my consensus. Also, um, since we're sticking in the storyline for a minute, uh, JT is wearing what I think is a camo blue jacket, which is confusing and fine, whatever. But, I, you know, for once, he's not in tie-dye, so I'll give him that. And Spinner looks like a big old <laughs> goon in his, like, lunch lady uniform. <laughs> I was going to say, he kind of looks like a prisoner who works in the cafeteria of the prison because he's wearing, like, straight up just orange everything with underneath his lunch lady apron. Also, 
I just want to take a moment of appreciation for Paige's fur coat. I love Paige's fur coat. I made a note of it. Paige is on point. Paige's hair is also on point. Like, I love her ponytail in the beginning. And I also love her half-up, too, towards the end. Like, it's it's solid. It's real good. Um, Manny is also doing a few good things. There's not a lot of Manny doing good stuff, like, fashion-wise for a while. But she has this, like, really nice all-purple ensemble happening that I really appreciated in the beginning of the episode. So that was pretty cool. I definitely took note of that. I liked her floral purple shirt. I wrote down that it was very L.L. Bean, like from the L.L. Bean Kids catalog. I it, that, prob- that shirt probably exists in there. Also, Hazel wearing a mini backpack, which was also adorable. Very 2001. And did you, so many turtlenecks again in this episode. Emma had a on a big, like, puffy green one. And while she was confronting Paige and Manny, Paige was wearing kind of like a light purpley pink turtleneck, and Manny was wearing a pink turtleneck, which just copying Paige because she's the queen. Paige is the queen, and she also at one point has like a really cool mini backpack, and it's tie-dye. Um, and those are really all the fashion notes that I have because I also mentioned um, Emma's crazy turtleneck sweater, uh, which is... I, I would wear that in the wintertime and be very happy about it, but also it she is, like, she's such a small person that it's, like, completely enveloping her whole body, <laughs> and she looks like a turtle. <laughs> Agreed. It's just consuming her. Uh, but, yeah, that's everything that I have for Fashion Police. So let's dive into the more interesting storyline. Paige is starting the Spirit Squad, officially. Also, we're playing a little fast and loose with the word interesting because this <laughs> this episode is like it's it's just real medium. It's not the best, but that's okay. I, I do love anything with the page storyline, so I will take it happily. <laughs> so the episode starts with some mystery person who we've never <laughs> seen before, who we later learn that his name is Oscar, running down the hall to catch up with Paige and Hazel, who are being interviewed by Liberty by about the start of the Spirit Squad. And Spirit Squad has dudes, guys. Yep, and Paige said, um, no, Hazel says, welcome to the new millennium. <laughs> and I'm just so glad to see Hazel again. Like, I'm, I, I love to see Hazel, even though Paige super throws her under the bus later. Um, seeing Hazel is always a good time. She's just real bitchy and she's not like fully formed as a character yet but she's like she comes like closest like right out of the gate as being like who she is that is hazel for sure Mm -hmm. she's already pretty well established and while they're in the hallway manny walks up to Paige and says she wants to try out for the spirit squad and starts doing like cartwheels in the middle of the hall and Paige is like oh yeah yep you're in it was very like that scene in bring it on with missy when she's like I can do stuff. And she, like, does all the cool shit. Now I'm going to go watch that movie. Um, but she is way more badass about it. And Manny is more like, please pay attention to me. <laughs> yeah. And then then Emma gets word of the start of the Spirit Squad because Paige goes on the morning announcements and spells out Degrassi in cheer form, <laughs> which I felt went on a little bit long, but whatever. And... So Emma immediately is like, oh my god, Spirit Squad is so archaic, it's so sexist, it's awful, like, 
It's horrible. They're all just pom-pom toting robots and stuff like that. And she calls them bimbos. And I'm like, Emma, that is, she, Emma is very, like, she means well, but she's so, like, the epitome of, like, feminism 101. Like, first wave feminism, nothing like feminism now, which is, like, a bit more open-minded and a bit more, like, you do you, like, girl power. Like, because cheerleading can be considered very girl power. Like, you know, there a lot of... And I keep thinking I'm bringing it on now. But it's like, you know, it's a lot of, like, dancing. And, it, it you know, Paige and Hazel make a lot of, um... Sorry, guys, I'm really struggling. Paige and Hazel make a lot of good points at the beginning, actually. They're like, it's exercise, blah, blah, blah. It's leadership. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's all those things. Like, I mean, I'm not... I'm so not, like, the cheerleading type. But I'm like, fuck yeah, you do you. Exactly. It's like, this is what I like to do, so I'm gonna do it. And... Like, nobody's forcing me into a short skirt. That's how, that's what I want to do. Also, it's middle school. They're not going to be that risque of uniforms. I'm pretty sure they have, like, sleeves on their uniforms when they finally get them. Like, they might be short sleeves, but they still have them. And it's not going to be, like, overly sexualized preteens in Spirit Squad. Come on, Emma. Emma, I literally wrote down, Emma, please stop pushing your agenda because she basically pressures Manny not to try out for Spirit Squad. I mean, not that it works, but she's hardcore, like, guilt Manny out of liking. Or she makes Manny feel guilty about liking Spirit Squad, basically. Yeah, Emma is a, like, total steamroller, basically. It's really shitty. Um, I feel bad for Manny. Um, but, yeah, no, Emma's a big steamroller. Um, and she also is never fully clear on what she doesn't like about cheerleading. Like, she just keeps saying it's sexist and that they're bimbos, which is really, like, very slut-shamey of her, which is uncool. Um, but, yeah, no, she she also just, like, never makes her point. <laughs> like, I kind of want to read her article just to see if she ever makes a point about what she really hates about Spirit Squad. Yeah, it sounds like maybe Spike has gone off on cheerleaders before and Emma's just has absorbed this argument secondhand and she's not really connecting all the dots about what could be sexist about cheerleaders or what could be bad about cheerleading but yeah I don't think she totally actually knows why it's bad I think she just thinks that she should think that it's bad and she just rolls with it which I feel like is not that's kind of Emma's prerogative to just go off about an issue, even if she's not totally clear on all the facts. It's a very Emma move. Um, yeah, no, that's that's sort of her Emma with most things. But then, like, Manny also, like, sells her out, even though Emma says specifically, no, it's not that serious. I'm not going to write an article about it. But then Manny, like, runs up to Paige, and she's like, I'm really worried that Emma's going to write an article I was like, bitch, I mean, just said that she was not going to, but you're going to make her change her mind. And guess what? She super did because Paige and Hazel were like, girlfriend, let's go be best friends. Let's go hang out and talk about boys and like bitch about Emma. And Manny's like, okay, sure. Because Manny is a big old pushover. Uh, Manny is like the epitome of someone who succumbs to peer pressure. She wants people to like her so much. And... She just falls right into the palm of Paige's hands. She gets super manipulated. 
Um, Paige just gives her like a scrap of attention. They go over to Manny's house. They start raiding boys in her bedroom with like a background music of some really generic like late 90s, early 2000s kind of techno-y like lady pop music. <laughs> and Emma calls and Manny's like, oh my god, guys, be quiet. It's her. And Emma's like, hey, I thought you were supposed to come over and study. And Manny pulls a freaking Karen from Mean Girls. It's like, oh, I'm sick. I'm not feeling well. I can't come over. And Emma's like, oh, sorry about that. And then Manny kind of interrogates her. Like, you're really not going to write that paper, right? And she says no because she already said no. Um, and then Paige starts gabbing in the background and Emma's like was that Paige and Manny immediately doesn't even try to cover up the fact that she lies she's like she's leaving soon and then I'll come over and it's like come on Manny let's grow a little bit of backbone like if you're gonna lie at least like follow through like she crumbles so fast it's like kind of absurd like how fast she gives in she's like she's gonna leave I swear um and it's, it's just so silly it's kind of ridiculous um, so Emma, like, is like, whatever, bitch, and hangs up on her. I'm paraphrasing. Um, and hangs up on her and is basically like, go fuck yourself. Um, you're being an asshole, which Manny kind of is. Um, but also Emma is just so used to Manny being such a pushover and, like, doing whatever she says that I think any sort of rebellion from Manny on their friendship is, like, baffling to her. Exactly. And because it's so baffling... And makes her so angry, she decides that she does want to write the paper. And I don't remember a lot of the quotes from it, but the main thing I remembered was the spirit of sexism. It's just silly. It's just the whole thing is silly. Um, and then they are at Spirit Squad practice, and Hazel is like, Guys, I'm going to teach you this great move called the toe touch. And you guys, fun fact. She does not do a fucking toe touch. (laughs) I was on a competitive dance team for a few years, and I know how to do a toe touch. Uh, This may surprise you. I was also a cheerleader at one point in time. I know. Holland just gave me a look like, what happened? I know. It's very confusing. I I led a weird life. Um, But I was also a cheerleader. I know what a toe touch is. What Hazel did is, like, a kick in the air, but, like... Not even a good one. It's it's alarming. And then Manny's like, I guess I'll give it a try. And Paige is like, you're going to be even better than Hazel. And Hazel's like fuming. And Manny's like, nah. I'm like, okay, good. Like, you're playing it cool. You're being good. That's great. But then <laughs> she does her kick, which is not a toe touch. And then she immediately goes down into a split for no reason. I'm like, okay, now you're just being an asshole who's like showing off. Like, just be better and then leave it at that. Like, you're overdoing it. Yeah, you were very angry about the non-toe touch, toe touch. You literally paused the video and, like, started scribbling. You're like, that was not a toe touch. I know what a toe touch is. But no, it was awful. Also, Hazel's execution of the non-toe touch was so bad. Her knee was bent. She, like, lifted her leg up two feet off the air, off the ground. It was not great. I literally just knocked down my water bottle because I was kind of mimicking it. Sorry if you heard that, everybody. But, yeah... It was very showboaty of Manny. I think she's getting a little cocky. She's in Pace's good graces. Pace's Paige's good graces. And she's just showing off a little bit. Also, I just want to make a note that Oscar, the male cheerleader, is a little bit creepy. 
Yeah, definitely. Oh, also, I forgot. So when Manny is like about to do the kick and Paige is like, you're going to be even better. Manny says, I don't know about that, girl. And I was like, (laughs) what is happening? It was very strange. I did write down that Manny's acting is still a little bit stiff at this point in time. Um, When she's talking to Emma about cheerleading, she's like, wait, you're not going to write the article, right? What are you doing? It's kind of like, okay, let's emote a little bit. But she did, but she kind of found her own toward the end of the episode when she finally stands up to Paige because backtracking, Emma publishes the article, Paige and Hazel get mad about it, and then they decide they want to start ripping out all of the stories in all of the copies of The Grapevine because they still need people to join to make it an official club. Yes, and actually, um, I, I can't remember what part of it is. It's in, um, but also Manny and Emma get into, like, a little bit of a fight in the bathroom, and I think it's, like, after practice, but before she decides to post the article. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fight was, like, it was really silly, but also, like, kind of intense for, like, two 13-year-old girls in, like, seventh grade, like, who are best friends and are just sort of, like, spewing out all the dumb things that they don't like about each other that they've been, like, holding in. So it's, like, this is, like... Very dumb, but also kind of intense. So good for them, I guess. Fine. Um, so yeah. So fast forward. Um, Paige and Hazel are like gonna rip out the pages of the grapevine, and they like it's the weirdest peer pressuring I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like they like peer pressure Manny, and it's basically like all the cool kids are ripping out this one article <laughs> from this school newspaper. Yeah, it was. Very heavy-handed peer pressure. (laughs) And um, so later, Emma kind of tattletale and Mr. Simpson come into the media immersion room and show the ripped-out grapevines to Paige. And Mr. Simpson's like, do you know anything about this, Paige? And she's like, I don't know. I didn't do it. And he's like, nobody's accusing you. But I was like, you kind of just did, Mr. Simpson. (laughs) I mean, rightfully so. She totally did it. And so Mr. Simpson Snake is questioning everyone about the article and is telling everyone how horrible the consequences could be if they were caught. And Paige, and well, Manny starts to try to admit to helping tear out the papers, but Paige kind of steamrolls over her and just sells out Hazel and says that she did all of it. And I was kind of like... Paige, that is so harsh. I thought this was your best friend. What are you doing? Well, Paige is like just, you know, Paige is out for Paige. Um, Emma says something really good about Paige at the end that I was like, that is the best description of Paige. And I think what she said, because, uh, you know, at the end of the episode, um, Manny and Emma are talking and Manny is like worried that they're not going to let her on the spirit squad. And Emma just says, Paige is mean, not dumb. And I was like, True. Paige is kind of a bitch, but she knows how to get her way, and you can't do that without being a smart person. So, after Paige sells Hazel, like, throws her under the bus, I cannot speak today, and Manny confronts her in the hallway and is like, I can't believe you did that to Hazel. Like, how could you do that? And Paige immediately is like, well, you can't tell anybody or I'm going to tell everyone that you did all of it. And just immediately is just like pushing the blame off anybody else. 
Yeah, and then man, and then she's and Manny's like, well, I'm gonna tell you know, and Paige is like, who are they gonna believe, you or me? And Manny was like, well, let's go find out, which is fair because I think that they would all believe Manny over Paige. Like that is never, like like popularity um, amongst students is not an indicator of teachers believing you. I think it as even is something that will work against you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like the teachers kind of see Paige for what she is. Like, nobody's that surprised. No, not at all. So Manny stands up to Paige, and Emma overhears the whole thing. And even though Manny and Paige get in a fight, and Manny's feeling a little disheartened, she kind of doesn't have any friends left. But at the end of the episode, Emma comes up to her and surprisingly admits that she was wrong and apologizes to Manny. And I was like, all right, this is the first time Emma has apologized for, like, spinning out of control on an issue like this. I mean, she, like, half-assed apologized to Sean, like, at the Parents' Day episode. Um, but then it was like, no, eh. she, she, like, medium tried. She didn't really. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's really it. It was kind of like a just low-key filler episode. But hey, we finally got to see the Spirit Squad in action, mm-hmm. and that's real exciting. Um, I love to see a Paige storyline as a main storyline. It's not one of her media roles, but season one is kind of like that. Like, I'm very excited for us to be moving on to season two. Um, we have, after this one, what, three more episodes of season one? Mm-hmm. And then we get to move on to season two. So, in like a week and a half, two weeks, we will be at season two, and we will see Craig. But, um, so, we have a few things, obviously. We need to talk about aptly Spirit Squad Captain. Who is your Spirit Squad Captain? I think I'm going to go with Manny for this episode. Because I think this is the first time we really see Manny stand her ground. I mean, she kind of is misguided in a lot of the things that she does. But she doesn't let Emma's distaste for spirit squad stop her from trying out and she stands up for herself at the end of the episode and is able to step away from the doormat label just a little bit and I commend her for sticking her ground with Emma too in their argument and arguing her case for saying no spirit squad I just wanted to do it because it's fun I don't think it's sexist. Why are you yelling at me? I totally agree with you. And it's not just because I feel like garbage and I want to say as few words as possible. <laughs> um, you know, Manny, for all of those reasons, and also because she looks cute and can do a split. Good for Manny. She was also the best person on the Spirit Squad. So, double points. Well, I mean, in comparison to Hazel, who was the only other person who did anything on the Spirit Squad. Paige ordered people around, Oscar was creepy and in the background, and everyone else just kind of stood there doing nothing. Um, so she was objectively the best one on the squad. Um, and who was your ship of the episode? Because mine... Also, uh, okay, so mine is going to be a friendship ship, and I'm shipping Manny and Emma's friendship. Because there were, there were no romantic things. You know how I love to ship uh, Paige and Hazel, but Paige sold Hazel down the fucking river. So, you know what? No Paige and Hazel ship this go around. But, so yeah, uh, friendship ship for Emmy. Uh, Emmy. <laughs> Emmy. Oh, <laughs> Emmy, there you go. I love yeah. it. It's their name. I nailed it. Um, yeah, I think 
I'm gonna go with the same thing. That was the only, like, relationship connection to root for in the entire episode. So I'm gonna agree with you. They, I think they grew as friends in this episode. It wasn't just the same old Emma being the dominant force and Manny just kind of backing her up and being the sounding board. It was Manny's episode and it threw Emma off, but they grew together and they worked through it and I'm gonna agree with you. Moral of the episode. Um, stand up for yourself. Do what you believe in. Um, and don't let other people peer pressure you into doing stupid things. In always. So, like, not... So, like, I feel like with Emma trying to, like, pressure Manny into not doing Spirit Squad, she was like, no, fuck you, I'm gonna do me. And then with Paige and Hazel peer pressuring Manny into ripping the stuff out, same situation she you know she didn't stand up for herself she did pull she did rip one but you know she's a flawed human she made up for it later when she stood up to Paige when she like super crossed the line by selling out hazel but yeah i agree with that stand up for yourself um don't be afraid to speak your mind about things that you like i don't know yeah stand up for yourself that's a good one so I think that kind of wraps up episode discussion, but we actually have another grapevine edition to talk about. So we received a tweet from a new follower of the podcast and our Twitter account from, oh, I'm going to totally botch your last name, Trisha Biswas, Biswas, at TB Trisha T. And she just tweeted at us and said, your podcast is amazing. I've almost finished season five and almost up to season six. I'm still mad that Summer was an endgame. And, tr- like, same. Why wasn't that not a thing? I don't understand. But thank you for tweeting at us. Thank you for tweeting at us, Trisha. We love you. And also, I th- feel like the theme of most of our episodes of season one have been, why isn't Summer endgame? <laughs> like, we're fucking pissed. Here at Whatever It Takes a Degrassi Podcast... We're fucking furious about Sema because that ending was bullshit. So, Trisha, you're in good company. Um, plugs? Plugs, plugs, plugs? Um, yeah, so speaking of our Twitter, if you want to tweet at us or ask us any questions or anything, you can find us on Twitter, at DegrassiPod. You can find us on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. You can even email us your questions if you have, like, something over 140 characters at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com and we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, and personal plugs, you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Hollandtacular. And I'm gonna go ahead and cover Kelsey's plugs because she her she's having a hard time speaking. You can follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z. Um, and now to, thank you for doing that for me, um, and now to plug uh, something that we just enjoy right now, and that maybe you can make your new Degrassi. Um, so I just got back from a vacation in Austin, Texas, which if you live in Austin, Texas, congratulations, you live in an awesome place, and I love it, and I want to go back. Um, so I'm going to plug Austin Stories which is uh, this TV show from MTV in the 90s, like, golden era of MTV. Um, It's great. It stars Howard Kramer, who's uh, this great comedian and the star of Who Charted podcast, um, or the co-host, rather. 
Um, but he is in it and Chip Pope and a few other uh, people. And it's really good. And all the episodes are on YouTube, much like Degrassi. Um, so, yeah, that is my plug. That sounds pretty cool. I'm going to plug another Instagram account that brings me so much joy. It's called Taste of Streep. And basically, it's just photos of Meryl Streep photoshopped onto pictures of food. And it's amazing. And it incorporates, like, mostly her outfits into things like those circus animal cookies or a baked potato or a cob of corn or an ear of corn. And it's amazing and you should follow it because it's both delicious and perfect because it's Meryl Streep. That sounds amazing. So uh, I think that is it for us. It's kind of a short episode today. Um, but it was, oh my God, she just showed me the baked potato. I love it so much. Okay, sorry. <laughs> 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 okay, bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. <laughs>